Hello and welcome to episode number 315 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back with uh, another cinema release, which is very nice indeed. Always good. Yeah, back where we belong. It's starting to pick up again. We've actually got a couple more on the horizon uh, to end September, which is very nice indeed. Um, obviously going into a very busy October period as well, so very very good stuff um but yeah we'll be talking about this week's movie shortly um but yeah as far as news goes it has been pretty quiet again recently um but i do have a couple of news stories in here um this first one's very cool um we've kind of touched upon this in the past um when it was more basically just a rumor or slash speculation um this has now come come to fruition um so a movie that is getting a sort of wider release uh, this week, which unfortunately we're not getting, um, is Pearl. Um, obviously the prequel oh. to X earlier this year. And uh, yeah, we're dying to see this movie. Um, but it kind of got its screening, um, I believe, at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival in the last week. And kind of as part of that, um, when the movie ended, there was a small teaser post credits. Um, and that teaser, um, kind of set up, it was a, it's described as a VHS style teaser, um, to reveal a 1985 setting and, uh, simply the title card, which reads Maxine, um, with free exit, uh, the free X's. Um, and so, yeah, this is kind of setting up a third movie. And this is something that Ty had talked about um, earlier this year, kind of saying that he did want to make this into a trilogy and, and make it as three very distinct st- types of film. Um, so this isn't going to be what, you know, X was. Obviously, Pearl is already radically different to X, uh, supposedly. Um, and this would also be very different. And also, again, another completely different time period. Um, kind of moving it away from the what early 70s um, of X. Obviously, we get the prequel in Pearl. And now this would bring us right into the 80s. Um, and yeah, kind of, there's a very small synopsis. So, and again, this is like, maybe you could consider this mild spoilery for X, but hopefully people have seen it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the synopsis reads, uh, the film follows Maxine um, after the events of X as the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s LA. Um, and this will kind of center around, he's described it as centering around the, the boom of the VHS era and that sort of stuff. Um but yeah, it's pretty wild that like he again he did mention this. I remember right at the start of the year when it was when we didn't even know if Pearl was really a thing. Um, so I don't know like when he's been filming these goddamn movies. Wow. Um, but it's awesome that like you know kind of Ty West and Mia Goff have, have together kind of created this trilogy of films. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts? I guess on hearing about this. Obviously, it's this is weird for us right now because like we yeah. both just want to see Pearl. Problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Like normally, it's like. Um you know you get a movie come out and then you're like oh god damn it i'd like a ne- another one of these you know mm. quiet place ring you know it, that sort of thing whereas with this it's like oh we're getting the next movie in announcements before i've even seen like part two it's just like <laughs> yeah it's a lot to take in like yeah obviously i love dex um you know i i want to see where i feel after pearl before i get excited for the next movie but yeah, just judging Pearl and my excitement, uh, so X and my excitement for Pearl, like, yeah, sign me up for a third. Why not? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, hopefully we'll get to see Pearl this year um, in some capacity. And I think that this is cool. On paper, out of the two, this is more exciting to me. Um, like, a direct sequel to X mm. um, centered around Max and kind of following her post the movie, I think, is a really cool set. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm very excited for Pearl. I think, you know, you only really scratched the surface of, for that character in X. Um, so it makes perfect sense why they would do a prequel, but yeah uh, either way i'm really really excited for this and it's just such a cool thing that like post this i hope we'll look back on this obviously with positivity and especially if, it, mm. if these two movies are anywhere near as good as x is but also just this is such a cool unique thing that i really didn't expect after all these years for ty to actually return to making horror films um but to do it in such a spectacular way where it's almost like he can't do things half-assed by you know half measures can he, he just kind of goes all in doesn't make a horror movie for, for so many years and he's like oh and that's the other thing as well like i'm not sure how much of a horror movie pearl is not that i really care but this seems way more like it would be a straight up sequel to yeah. x um especially with the kind of triple x in the title as well it's it makes perfect sense um but yeah, it's very, very cool. Like I, I'll watch anything Ty West makes at this point. He's he's kind of earned that anyway. Um, let alone in this in this world and characters that were so good. Um, but yeah, and then moving on, this one's uh, I don't think this is that is as interesting. Um, but I'll let you be the judge of it. So this is another weird one that it's this was rumored for a while um and i almost put it in the news a couple of times because people were, were, were reporting it like it was fact even though it wasn't um but it has now been confirmed and now i do want to bring it to the table because i find this to be bizarre um so the strangers franchise um because i guess we can call it that now because there's two say, films yeah wow it's, it's <laughs> a franchise now is it jesus christ yeah, well, it's about to grow a whole lot because, um, yeah, the rumors have, have kind of turned into confirmation via Lionsgate announcing this, that not only have they begun production on a remake of The Strangers, but this will also be a trilogy of films. Um, so, yeah, that's the new thing, apparently, that everything's a trilogy. Um yeah. And again, when I first saw this, I was like, I don't want to talk about this because it just sounds like nonsense. Like, someone's got the wrong idea. There's no way. But they've, like, come out and said this now. And they're releasing on Netflix the day after <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I don't know what this is. Um, Lionsgate... Was, was um, Stranger... Was it Prey at Night or whatever? Was that, was that Netflix? No, that was... We saw that in the cinema. Are we saw in the cinema? Jesus. Um, but yeah, like you just mentioned, so obviously there's there's The Strangers from 2008, and then it was 10 years until they made a sequel. Um, and now four years removed from that, they're like, right, not only are we going to remake it, we're going to remake... It seems like, as well, it's... I don't know what this is. Like... Because it's basically saying it's a remake, but it's a trilogy. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, what? So is it the story of the first movie remaking so, three films? Like, the remaking it, they're also saying, well, technically now it's a trilogy because there's three movies. No, it's definitely three new films. Um, okay. Yeah, they say in this, from there, the filmmakers are expanding the story in new and unexpected ways across three films. Um, um, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not excited by it. I mean, it's such a weird one because I think the the Strangers is like one of my favorite horror movies of like the modern era. Like, I I absolutely love Strangers, um, but I categorically don't need more of it as well. You know, the, the whole the whole thing about that is the bleeding of the lines between kind of reality and and fiction and kind of you know um, 
I think it, it should have remained a standalone movie. I think when the second one came out, like it wasn't, I don't, I can't really remember it, which is the biggest travesty of it. I just remember it being like in this caravan park with little moments of, you know, kind of tension, but really not going anywhere and, and just kind of proving that really they just slapped the name on it more than anything. And at this point, I just think, you know, leave it be and just create new IP. If you got, if you got a cool story to tell, just tell it without, without slapping strangers in the name. Yeah, I don't know what this is. This is bizarre to me, and it's the reason why I didn't put it in the news until till the official confirmation, because I just don't know what they're thinking. I think, first of all, the idea of a remake of The Strangers, to me, sucks. Um, it, you know, it's really not that old, and it just doesn't need to be... Up, yeah. Like, there's nothing about that movie where you go, oh, the filmmaking techniques in the last 14 years, they could really improve this. Like, I just don't see the point in that at all and i also just think with the strangers thing uh strangers yeah like i didn't like the sequel it, it was well received um but i remember we were kind of the outliers in that one of not really liking that sequel um and i just feel like i don't know for me the strangers hasn't really aged well in a sense like i used to love it but i've grown less fond of it over time um and i don't know yeah, I'm, I'm glad you still like it, and I, I know a lot of people still do, but for me, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just not as impactful as it was in 2008. I think we've kind of moved on from that type of movie, but it was cool at the time, and that's why I think, for me, it was a time and a place movie, so I think the idea of doing this whole rebranding, oh, we're going to make it into a trilogy, it's going to be bigger and better than ever, I'm like, I just don't really see what the point of this is. Like, even a home invasion trilogy is a bizarre concept anyway, let alone the strangers which is built around the kind of randomness and lack of a story you know that's it's mm. purposeful that's the whole point um yeah so it's like a, a trilogy is supposed to kind of have like how do you do like a middle chapter of a story that you know there isn't a point to it I don't, it's just it's weird i i don't like this at all i you know i want to see i like we'll hear more from this i'm sure but I'm not interested in the slightest in this. I, I wouldn't have even been interested in just straight up a third Strangers movie anyway, let alone the third Strangers movie being a quasi-remake slash part one of a new trilogy. That that just switches me off even more. Um, but yeah, we shall see on that one. It's Like, like I say, I, I still can't believe that's real. I, yeah. I hope there's some sort of mistake in there, but the fact that the line's getting come out of confirmed it now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And yeah, that, and that's the other thing that you mentioned, like, how do we see this like this seems mental if you're gonna think about putting in production for a trilogy of stranger movies in the cinema um (laughs) yeah i mean and lionsgate have made some very bizarre choices with their movies since the pandemic i feel like they're one of the, the production companies that have kind of handled it the worst in my opinion um so i'd i don't know where they go from going forward like the, the fact that they're kind of commissioning this and they're just straight up making another Saw movie, like, I really start to worry about the kind of long-term future of Lionsgate, but I guess that's another discussion. Oh, that's a whole new can of worms. That's like when you see Sony pictures at the start of a horror movie. <laughs> yes, they're not that bad, but it is just like, I don't get what they're doing. Like, they just, they seem to be in a weird place with their with the releases, the types of movies they're making. I just don't get it. They used to be one of those kind of companies that you could really trust, and, and I just don't know where they're at now in kind of 2022. Um, but yeah, we shall see on that one. Um, but yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies. 
So yeah, this uh, this film's an interesting one because I I've been aware of it for a while, but I'm not too sure how much we've actually like discussed it on the podcast, if if at all. Because um, I don't even know if the trailer snuck into the news at one point. Like, had, had you seen the trailer at all for this? I don't. I don't think so. It it all felt very fresh to me when I started watching this movie, so I, I don't think I did. Yeah, like I, I remember hearing about it where it's like, oh, it's an A24 slasher coming at the show. I was like, okay, that's an interesting kind of thing for them to pick up, and especially because it seemed very comedy focused. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I had seen the trailer to this like probably three or four months ago, so a while ago, and I, and I can remember, so I will kind of get into that once we talk about the film. Um, but I guess other than that, there isn't really anything else to say, is there, other than what's what's this little movie about? Wow. Well. I mean, how how much um, drowning porn am I allowed to play until we get a decent assist? Yeah, you can sing it, but you can't play uh, it. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, in that case, um, yeah, basi basically a bunch of super rich, really fucking annoying millennials. Um, <laughs> are, how many uh, times have you heard this before? Oh, but I mean, there, there there are levels to it, and then, mm. there's, then there's this. Um, with with some old guy that they picked up on Tinder, um, <laughs> uh, staying in this kind of mansion in the middle of nowhere because they're having a hurricane party. Uh, there's going to be a giant storm that happens, and they decided that they're going to have a party to celebrate a risk of dying. Mm. Um, and in the midst of the party, we've kind of it's a group of friends that um, <laughs> a group of friends that all hate each other but decide still to hang out <laughs> and they're partners basically and so our kind of lead is uh b who is kind of sophie's is it sophie i think it's sophie's um uh, <laughs> girlfriend and those two kind of arrive to the party and once things get going they start to play a game called bodies 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 um which basically if you've played the video game among us you know what bodies 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 is but if you haven't then i guess i'll explain yeah um, I'm same with you where i'm like okay so what happened here like is is bodies 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 a thing that existed yeah. or is this just made up now and they just stole it from like i have to imagine this is just an old game right I that we've like, just I not heard like, of. Yeah, i feel like it has to be and then among us popularized it and made it into a video game um but yeah, basically, everyone in your party um, gets given a piece of paper, and one of them is kind of marked with an X. And if you get the X, it means you are the killer. And once all the paper's been dished out, lights go out, and everyone has to kind of go and hide. And the thing that I find weird with the with any of these games, and especially this that they played, like they may just hide and not get killed by the killer. But why did everyone decide to wander around and fuck with each other? If they all just hit up, like, it's a really <laughs> shit game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so they're all kind of walking around the house messing with each other, and one of them actually is the killer. And then eventually, when someone gets killed, they have to just, they get touched, and they have to lie on the floor and pretend they're dead. And when someone else, when another crewmate finds them, um, they then... <laughs> um, have to shout bodies, 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 and everyone gets together and has a big old meeting, excluding the person that is dead. They're no longer allowed to talk because they're dead. And decide who the killer is. I mean, yeah, that's 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 basically the game they start to play. And as they start to play it, maybe real bodies start to show up. Who knows, eh? Yeah. It's a horror yeah, movie, it, after all. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, spoiler alert, people do actually die in this film. It's not just all, you know, bullshit. 
Yeah, although it takes a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was sat there thinking to myself, I could have sworn this movie was called Bodies, 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 and I'm like 45 minutes in and I haven't seen a body yet. No, it but wasn't that people long. Start, people start to die eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go into this one? Or do you want me to go into this one? Yeah, I can do. I'm, I'm quite actually, like, based upon your tone, in, intrigued to hear what you thought of this now. Um, but I think I want to start talking about the trailer because I'd seen the trailer a few months ago um, and didn't like the vibe of it, uh, vibe of it at all. Um, I was getting, like, a lot of these very recent movies, almost like a Black Christmas-type vibe of, like, it's a self-aware horror movie that doesn't really want to be a horror movie mm. that's going to throw lot of these modern day terms and be really hip and chic but ultimately just be kind of annoying um that's what i got from the trailer and then what going into the movie um there is some of this kind of use of language and stuff which is later on which we'll get into but that isn't what i found the movie to be at all i actually think that the movie is completely self-aware in a good way in terms of taking the piss out of how annoying these characters are um and it's not kind of like it wants you you as the audience to side with them because you can relate to them it wants you to think like these people are intolerable and i want them all to die um and that's how i felt watching it and i think it just worked for that for that level completely um we talk a lot about with these horror movies how it's such a bold choice and i think for most of the time this might even be the first example actually where it's actually worked where we say oh it's so weird how you'd purposely write shit annoying characters in your in your film um and, and again we've said oh, we well, ulti- a movie that where it worked yeah pretty we much there is one of them for sure but i think that um it is just a weird one because you're like okay you're you literally put in the audience through pain and then the, the sacrifice is oh but you, you'll get to see them die whereas i actually think i found fun in just how annoying they were and how annoy- annoying they were to each other you know you mm-hmm. mentioned the fact that these are a group of like quote-unquote friends but you, you slowly start to realize like these aren't friends at all like maybe they were at some point but at this point in their lives with all their you know um, mistakes and all their issues that they they genuinely all hate each other and i really loved that vibe of just mm. like oh we're slowly learning through this game through this situation that we're thrown in through this night together that we actually hate each other's fucking guts um and we're gonna go insane and end up killing each other anyway um so I love that vibe, and I, I just think overall there was like a sense of entertainment that I really, really got from this movie. I just found it to be completely entertaining throughout. Um, a lot of the kind of back and forth with the characters, where it was going, I actually think kind of like as a who done it slash slasher, it's really interesting as well. Um, because I uh, yeah, I just didn't really know like what this film was actually going to be about, um, which was its biggest kind of positive, I guess, where I was like, okay, I, I know like the title and vaguely. And then when they start playing this game, you kind of like, oh, okay, so there's going to be like a real killer and it's going to be like a more traditional, you know, slasher, kind of mm. like what you'd get in the nineties or late nineties. But it was a lot more than that. It was an interesting, actually, take on that type of film um without being that and yeah and and really well written actually in terms of like when you're killing off characters in the in unique ways like this movie does you have to make sure it's all justified and i think they're all justified and really cool interesting and a lot of times funny reasons as well um i think a lot of the movie is based around that first kill um and whether or not that's satisfying when you find it out and i think that's the best part of the movie i think it's so satisfying when you find that out it's it's both hilarious and 
beautifully set up early on it's perfectly in time with all of the characters that they've created and yeah it's like i was really really surprised by how much i just thoroughly enjoyed and was entertained by this movie um i don't necessarily know how like amazing or great it is but i just think it's really really entertaining as like a and we talk about this a lot just the dumb kind of switch off your brain and have a good time with it um but actually it probably is a bit more than that because i actually think a lot of the characters are purposely written in really irritating ways that are it is satisfying how they kind of not necessarily just die in a, in a traditional horror movie but more like how their worst personality traits are what kind of cost them in the end um and, and how they're just they just don't gel at all like the like i say these people think they're friends but they're they're actually like this is the worst case scenario of like these these specific group of seven people trapped in a location that they can't get out it, it couldn't have been crafted better by jigsaw himself to like create just a nightmare <laughs> for everyone involved because they're just they're so they're so like, toxic to yeah. each other yeah, and they really didn't realize it because they probably haven't spent as much time together or it's always one or two so you don't get that full group dynamic i think the actual again the group dynamics work super well i love the fact that there's kind of like a there's david who's like the only male of the group um and then he there's in then greg is introduced and he has that classic like oh you know am i am i still the most good looking am i still the most cooler and and all of that stuff and i just loved how like intimidated he was immediately by like one other male presence um like am i you know oh he's taller than me but i'm but i'm younger and just all of that stuff worked and I, so i so love that whole speech was hilarious like they're back and forth and then their like argument that kind of starts based upon the start of the actual game of bodies 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 was brilliant and hilarious as well like i love how quickly it went from they're like people like oh we don't want to play this game because it just ends up in disaster and everyone gets annoyed and like oh no it'd be great fun and literally within like 10 minutes multiple people have had hissy fits and stormed out like to the point of like smashing shit and leaving the room that i just found so funny because i'm like yep this is exactly what would happen in this situation um so yeah i just i just ended up having a smile on my face throughout most of this and was just thoroughly entertained which i, I really wasn't expecting actually this was a really good surprise for me um but yeah what, what did you make of this this one feels like a movie where the um the killer kind of came along and just saw all these people and was like do you know what i'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. fucking let himself destruct and he just went on to the next house yeah, like that's what that that scene like, would have existed if this was a scary done. movie yeah my work here is done and just moved just away he's getting in his car and driving off and finding like less annoying people to kill <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah this is a weird one for me because i don't I, i'm definitely not as hot on it as you and i think the biggest difference between the two of us is you found humor in these characters and not just like hated them and a lot there, there definitely is some humor there but they're so like purposefully annoying mm. and it's just like you can't get you can't get around the fact that you've got these annoying characters on screen for the whole movie um and and so i you know i don't yeah i feel conflicted because i did enjoy it i think like you say the uh, it's very aware that it's trying to be annoying it took me so long as well to actually realize that b was like not american yeah i don't know about you but like when it was like half an hour into the movie and someone was like are you russian i was like what and i was like oh. yeah <laughs> 
it was weird because she, she, she barely speaks early on but i she is one of the only actresses i recognized because she's in the borat sequel um whether she would like still have an accent or not so yeah well it was weird because yeah they don't make that clear like early on <laughs> no i was i was very confused when they asked her and i was like oh <laughs> hang on what um but yeah i think i think with this movie um you know, you, you have to just get fully along for the ride like you did where these these just stupid people are gonna just self destruct. And it is hilarious that like the like you say, the second that they start talking to each other, I, I feel the same as you that they've just never been in a situation where there's any sort of real life problems. You know, they're rich, they have everything they want, they just mm. kinda drink, do whatever they want. The second they've got a conflict, they just completely implored. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Um, an in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's just like poof, just gone. Um, the 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 movie's weird. How like our characters like when the first death happens, all of our characters get completely like covered in blood, like Evil Dead levels <laughs> of blood. And I'm like, they're outside in the rain when this first body hits. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't know how they had so much blood on them. Like every yeah. one of them, I'm like, hey, just leave the body alone. Like you haven't you haven't got to like like spoon with the body like and however every one of you done it uh, obviously it helps for the who done it that if every character is covered in blood if mm. you've kind of got one character just walk in the room with bloody hands it's like mm, yeah I feel I feel like I know where this one's going but yeah all of our characters are just covered in blood for most of the runtime of the movie yeah it's um, clearly just like a stylistic choice isn't it from that hmm. from that first scene and i i do think it works as well like i say it's preposterous because yeah why is the other five people all covered in blood but i think that with what they're going for and especially like the whole there's no lights throughout the whole movie which is hmm. interesting so that you have to have these like other th- sources of light with their phones and with the like the beads around the neck so that kind of works as well i think with the with the visual I really, style i really like the beads around the neck for for one of the you know that that character um what was her name? Alice. She was she was the funniest character, I think. Mm, you know, she, yeah. she, was, she was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because she's the most useless. <laughs> she's the most useless and just like when they when they had that whole conversation about like how long how long do you actually know this guy? She's like, I've known him for ages. They're like what's his middle name like what, what does he like to eat and she's like who asked those questions to someone yeah it was great it was it was really good it like it's like you say it's kind of it works as like a spoof way more than a mm. serious horror movie yeah, and, definitely um this is basically yeah. a comedy isn't it like yeah like as a spoof that has like gore in it i'm like you know it, it it works and it and it is it is good as a, as a horror movie i never really there was never really any tension to it it was just dumb fucks like killing themselves for most of the movie <laughs> <laughs> and it and i think like most of the movie is kind of shrouded around you know who done it is there you know is there a killer out there who of the group or is it an external force there's this kind of was it max or something uh i kept thinking it was greg but is it it must be max greg was the older bloke it's it's max yeah yeah there's this character called max who we potentially don't ever see where but he's he's referenced loads where they Mm. basically had a fight and stormed out and and the other male character whose name is escaping me david is it it david yeah david kind of has this big shiner from it from this fight 
and it's kind of like you know throughout the whole movie it's like well where's this max like is he is he the problem like and and all of these things but i think as soon as like they have the initial first body and then they just start like just pointing the finger and getting horrible with each other i kind of soon forgot that there was any external threat Mm. (laughs) i was just like oh it's just like these idiots now in a in a um you know stuck in this house and it's just you know that's that's the rest of the movie what was the um I was trying to think of the. There was a spoof that came out years ago where where they accidentally put someone in a wood chipper. Is that Dale and? Oh God, I can't remember Maybe. what it's called now. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what the hell it was called now. Is that um, Chicken Dale versus Evil or something like that? Something like yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and that one it reminds me of that in a way. Like I, I enjoyed that movie for what it's worth, and mm. um, I remember with that one they just kind of like accidentally murder someone and then <laughs> yeah. they and then they accidentally murder like four more people <laughs> yeah. like, and it's like they've done nothing wrong but they've just like murdered four people and never <laughs> load of people after him and that's kind of like what's happened here where it's like regardless once we get past the first body like it's just you know these these idiots and, and what are they going to do and if they could all just lock themselves in a room it would just be a lot better for everyone I think the, the, the second kill is really strong in this as well, not to kind of specifically talk about it too much, but obviously when you're trying to create a movie like this that has so much intrigue and, like, not showing its hand, it has to be actually very well written. And I think how that second kill transpires is so, so good because it's, like, it's a kill that needs to happen. It's, like, a threat that needs to be eliminated. But then also you don't get any answers from it. And, 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 and it's like, oh, that's really cool because it was a thing that had to happen. And now we're kind of even more screwed because we still don't know if we've actually eliminated the threat or not so i really i just and that scene was very funny and quite tense as well like, mm. i genuinely didn't know what was going to happen in that um i think yeah. i think like I, I i wouldn't mind going into like spoilers on this one and kind of talking mm. about the ending and, and a little bit because i think like uh, the, maybe we can do for me i just got into my final thoughts on it i think if if the reveal hadn't have been as strong as it was, I think I'd like this movie so much less. Yeah. Um, because I was getting to the finale and getting to these characters and I was kind of done with it where I was, I, you know, I wasn't as hot on it as you. And I was like, oh, okay, it's funny and it's self-aware, but like, what's the point? And mm. then like when we got to the reveal and it, and it paid off the way it did, I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of like the whole movie a lot more now because of because of this journey we've just gone on and i didn't see it necessarily going that way um so yeah i do think the strength of like my thoughts on it and probably why you know you're even stronger is of the reveal and kind of the strength of it of it Um, yeah i I completely agree with that like i was starting to feel a bit fatigued in the finale when we kind of uh, have very limited characters left at that Mm. point and then yeah like i was like okay i do need a conclusion because i was worried it was just going nowhere it it, like it it went on there's a couple of scenes that felt a bit aimless and i was like oh i'm I'm a bit worried now that this movie is just going to end at any point Mm. because i didn't know if it was ever going to tie back around and sort of make all sense but then yeah like the the thing did happen and it was so strong that yeah like it made me like this whole movie a whole lot more because it was just so impactful and it definitely would make me like be more intrigued like i never thought a movie like this would have any sort of rewatchability but having now known what we know at the end of the movie i'm like oh yeah that would actually it would make it even funnier i think knowing what happened um 
and then seeing like all the crazy shit that transpired because of something so stupid like yeah it's it's great um but yeah we we can obviously yeah we'll give our recommendations and then we'll we'll do a little spoiler but why not um yeah yeah, no um for me yeah this is an absolutely strong recommend like i really thoroughly enjoyed this movie um like i say i don't know how much i feel about it kind of critically like um i definitely think it's very very good and the more i think about it the more i think some of it is very well written and surprisingly um and i also am aware that a movie like this i typically wouldn't like with movies that are um with characters that are intentionally so irritating but this just works for me it's and sometimes like you're not but then yeah. you know this one is just landed stronger with you 100 percent, absolutely that's a really good that's a really good comparison and i think yeah th- this one yeah sometimes you can't just put your finger on it but like this level of annoying characters worked <laughs> in this situation for me super well and it overall just really like annoying people I think, yeah, in general, I really don't. But there's something so specific about these group of people and the kind of takedowns that they're making was just so satisfying to me. Um, but yeah, it was great. And yeah, as far as just overall entertainment, like I was thoroughly entertained throughout the entire film. Um, so yeah, I, I would highly recommend this. I think definitely it's it's you need to want some comedy in your horror for sure. Um, yeah. That would be like the caveat. But like if you're someone that wants that and, and you want to see this kind of a funny take on a on a slasher with a twist like absolutely see this movie because i had a blast with it i really did yeah i wish i was as strong as you on it i think it's still a recommend for me i i do think it's worth watching it is you know it is just dealing with those annoying characters really mm-hmm. and 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 it's such a gamble as you said early on like when you when you pen a movie that's got like the most annoying characters only irredeemable annoying characters yeah. You know, normally, normally someone like B would be like, you know, this beacon of hope, but she really isn't like, she's not horrific. She, she probably is the best of a bad bunch, but she, she's no final girl that you're like, you know, you're like, oh, well, she's pure and, you know, rooting for her. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think for me, like it got to the point where those characters just weren't dying off quick enough because they were so annoying. <laughs> um, and I could have done with just someone there that was a little bit more of a beacon of hope. Yeah. Um, but I still, I still liked it and yeah, I'd still give it a recommendation. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into, going into spoilers, um, basically when we're left with just Sophie and B, um, they end up fighting over a phone. Well, they're fighting over Sophie's phone because there's, doubt over their relationship that kind of i think it was emma that's thrown into the mix or someone threw into the mix Mm. anyway and um they end up picking up uh david's phone instead of uh sophie's and on it is a video or was it a live stream it was some it was a video yeah Yeah, he was filming himself basically trying to open a bottle of champagne with a samurai sword um and he had inadvertently slit his own throat uh which was the catalyst for this whole shit show going down where basically he accidentally killed himself trying to do a party trick which then made everyone else kill each other because they all thought there was a killer um genius which is fucking genius (laughs) like it really is fucking genius and it and that's the problem where like i i do like i almost do want to watch it again now knowing that because it's so perfect and it's and it really is like oh now you know that these people are a piece of shit but they're all going to kill each other because of something that was an accident anyway 
I kind of do think it would make the movie more enjoyable for me watching it again. Mm. Um, because yeah, they, they, you know, every single one of these characters is responsible for their own death or, or a death of their so-called friends. You know, they kind of, they're amping each other up in this situation that they're, they're, they're turning on each other in an instant. And, you know, as you said, I think this, this script is incredibly clever because the second they start playing the game, body bodies bodies they turn on each other and stab each other in the back and then the second they're dealt with any sort of um tension in real life they turn on each other and literally stab each other in the back like Mm. it's it is clever and it is kind of you know it says a lot about these kind of you know friendship groups and be careful who your friends are um and yeah I, i i really thought it it tied the whole movie together and i think yeah, for me, it, it hinged on that for the recommendation or not. I think if if that if that um, reveal hadn't have been what it was, then I might have come out of the movie pretty pissed off. But when that reveal happened, I was like, "Bravo! Like you've <laughs> really tied it together." And I think I think we've we've spoken a lot about well, not a lot, but, we're, but over the years we've spoken about movies that have this twist or final imagery or final moment that's almost the first thing that was written and then they then the whole movie is just a waste of time getting to that scene and i think with this like that could easily have been that but it it doesn't it works and it just strengthens the movie because of it and it's what a lot of these other movies try to do Mm. um and this one does pull it off so so yeah for me like it that just really brought the whole movie you know together in much in such a stronger way yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. Like one of the main reasons as well why that's so funny is because obviously Greg did that yeah. trick earlier on in the movie, and so and David's like, oh, it's not even that cool. And so like the fact that it's a callback to this moment, and again, it's a callback to that earlier kind of hostility that the two have around each other and that kind of inferiority uh, complex that david immediately gets around greg that yeah it's like his own hubris is like the reason why it cost him that he couldn't just let him have this thing he's like no i need to know why i can do this stupid on on you know party trick and the fact that it cost him his life and is the callous for all that yeah it, it's so so clever greg's, um greg's such a fucking brilliant character and yeah he really is he like that's the he definitely could have been in it more because i think that he to be fair both the male characters probably could have been in it a bit more um, because i i do think that like as i keep mentioning they're in terms of actual characters they're the ones that we keep referencing like we haven't really mentioned like jordan um you know we mentioned how funny emma was um but we've not really mentioned sophie either um and sophie's one of the lead characters and she doesn't really have much like i don't really think she's that interesting of a character at no, all sophie, sophie doesn't at all and that's about her main thing isn't it really I, I, well i actually think sophie was the biggest misstep of the whole movie because she was the one that was actually making me angry with the movie mm. because she's meant to be you know, they, they talk a lot about drug addiction and kind of friends and everything else and kind of she's meant to be this addict that's um come out of rehab and is now kind of reformed and six months clean or nine months clean or whatever it is and i really thought the way they kind of dealt with her drug addiction and her kind of going back to it just just like completely offhand like just just really felt like disingenuous to to like what what someone actually suffering with addiction would be i think kind of you know her just kind of taking this drug and just throwing throwing it away being like yeah i'm good like i can just go back to it that's cool 
like that's that's not what drug addiction is and and i just think like if you're going to touch on a subject like that then have a character that that you know have, have it work instead of just throw it away halfway through the movie Mm. yeah that was a missed opportunity like it almost felt like at a certain point maybe it wasn't a real drug addiction because that would have actually made a lot more sense with this movie mm. um and in terms of what they're going for with these really annoying sort of characters that that would have been an interesting take that like oh no she's actually lying the whole time but yeah that there is a that is for sure like there there is a couple of small things like that but i think a lot of the the character work is strong in terms of like really kind of nailing a lot of modern sensibilities um in terms of jobs in terms of kind of parents um and their money in terms of like social media and and that sort of thing like i think a lot of that stuff is just really really well done in here in terms of like how just uh, there's such a level of intolerableness to this kind of generation of people i think that really don't care about anything other than themselves and their kind of outlook on life on the internet and so, and so yeah like i think that if you're kind of someone that wants to see those types of people get you know knocked down a peg or two i think you'll find a lot of enjoyment in this movie um i think, I think it's another... not even just see him like get killed just see him kill kill themselves because they're yeah. toxicity. i think <laughs> i think that's the thing like coming out of this movie like the you know the, the kind of uh, you know m- my gripes with kind of sophie's kind of drug addiction aside i think the actual messaging of like just you know these toxic people just killing themselves is like such a great thing <laughs> yeah I, I think as well this movie is almost like a really interesting counterpart to scream when you think yeah. about scream let's just take even this year's one as an example like what what the movies essentially try and do is they show you a friend group that friend group is the strongest bond in the world everyone is best friends with everyone everyone is awesome to everyone they're all great amazing people but then the twist is oh but one of them or maybe two of them is a killer and you need to find out kind of why and what's the reasoning for that but they present you with perfectness it's supposed to be these people are great they're so well connected and strong this group exactly whereas this and and ultimately there's you know one or two people that are lying that are end up killing everyone slowly but surely whereas this is the opposite of like there isn't a killer it's just an awful friend group the worst friend group you could possibly imagine where none of these people should actually be friends or ever hang out with each other and because of how annoying and irritating they are to one another they are literally like like i joked about earlier perfectly designed to create this hellscape for each other where they will actually end up killing each other because they just can't stand each other that much and it doesn't need to be oh but i'm the spooky killer and my dad was the descendant of the killer of this town and it's the anniversary of the killer do you know what i mean like all of those kind of like bullshit slasher things this movie doesn't need that it's just no no these characters are so annoying to each other and to us the audience they're gonna kill each other (laughs) and that's kind of really refreshing in a way i think um yeah yeah. i think i think the only thing that this um like when we were a little way into the movie after david had died i did have a moment where i was like is david catfishing them like yeah i always feel that definitely i was like has he just tried to one up the bodies, 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 mm. and and we're gonna get to the, like the third act, and he's like drugged himself or something, and then he yeah. comes around and is like, oh, I gotcha. And I don't know what movie, dead. I don't like, know what movie has scarred me years ago, but that's always my first go to, and I and I, mate, it's April Fool's Day, that's <laughs> and I, and I hate that it is, but I all I felt the exact same way. I was like, he's not dead. Like I just I thought. 
it's April Fool's Day. I've never recovered from that movie. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's because I've seen other films as well that have done it, and it but, yeah, but it that's really the one. that's the one. Yeah. Where I'm like, is it all bullshit? And then you're just going to kill someone for a joke, like, and that's what I thought he was going to like at the end of the movie. It would all it would, it would I thought it was going to be a bit like um uh fucking um. Oh god, what's the DC Suicide Squad? The new Suicide mm. Squad? <laughs> when it's like the end of the movie <laughs> and we get a post credit scene of David coming to and there's yeah. just all these dead bodies and he's like Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been uh, that would have been great. I don't know how you would have pulled that off, the finale off, but that would have been a great post credit scene. Yeah. But the thing is, at least like what they did was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, because oh, okay. I, I, I'm with you. Where I was so worried, where I was like, okay, because it's his house as well. So mm. it's already like it's it's his home turf. He could have secret cameras set up. You know, he could have drugged himself so he was unconscious throughout all of it. Like, there's so many ways you could get around the way he died and the way it looked and i'm yeah i'm always like oh was he just testing his girlfriend to see how she would react if he dies and is he just testing his friend group to see how they'd come together like yeah i'm always so nervous about that sort of stuff and i'm i'm so glad that that wasn't the twist if that would have been the twist i'd have been the opposite feeling of this movie rather than just nope he died because he's a fucking idiot <laughs> and that's perfect for this film um <laughs> But yeah, this this was a really great time for me. Like I was I was very very surprised in a good way, which is always nice. Um, long may it continue for this year. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, we will take a quick break, and we will be right back. So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, we, we, I know we're in, we're full on TV season currently. Yeah, um, indeed. We'll, have we'll get to. Little, have watched a little movie though. Oh yeah, what's that? I uh, watched a little X Fright Fest movie. All right. Um, I finally got round to rewatching uh, Red Letter Day. Nice. Uh, which would have been was it a 2019 or 2018? Oh, I want to say 2018. It feels like it's yeah, a long time ago. It feels like a long ass time ago. But yeah, finally got round to rewatching it. Um, it's a very short movie. Um, yeah. it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, I think. Um, nice. And to be honest, it left me wanting more. Where I kind of feel like it just doesn't have a final act, really. Um, where I still really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the premise. The opening scene is great um and the the kind of premise and it's and it's almost the same sort of thing for like a like like what we've just discussed where two neighbors these two female friends both get each other in the letters so red letter day if you haven't seen the movie is basically like you everyone in the town has been sent a letter of someone that you need to kill and that person has also received the same letter saying that they need to kill you um so it's kind of this social commentary on well if no one does anything and just screws this letter and chucks it in the bin we're all good but if like someone chooses to act on that do you are you going to take the risk that they're going to act on it and you're not like what are you going to do and um yeah i think i think that like works well and it's kind of like it reminds me a lot of like purge movie and kind of being like oh this you know a lot of it worked and i think when it, you know it was just the final act really when it kind of 
the scene ended and and then the move and then we had kind of like just a couple of minutes of like almost just like a car driving and just calmness and then the movie just ended and i was like oh i feel like there should have been another like you know 10 or 15 minutes of it but yeah i mean if a movie leaves you wanting more it's still good and yeah it was a good rewatch and and definitely if you can seek this one out i think it's a fun little indie movie yeah, that was such a cool movie. Like that is one of the few uh, Fright Fest that I've never rewatched. Um, mm. I'm a, was this your first rewatch? Yeah, first time. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to check it out because yeah, it's been enough time that like yeah, I can remember the basic premise and liking it. But man, in terms of like specific scenes, I can remember almost nothing. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one that I want to rewatch in the future. Um, but yeah, obviously uh, we're in the TV swing of things. Um, there's a couple of shows that I know we've but we've both been watching, um, mm-hmm. which I'll get to in a sec because there's one show that I have finished in the last week that I did want to mention on this show um, because it's definitely one that genre fans should check out. Um, no, which no is... more. There's no more. There's no. <laughs> there's not room for anymore. I know. There's been. Oh god, I picked such a bad time to start rewatching Lost. I really did. Um, but I've nearly finished season two. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. Um, but, you yeah, know, the show I've been watching or finished watching now is Severance, um, which is an Apple TV show. And what? When, when this came out, it was immediately one of those concepts that got me intrigued. Um, and I didn't end up watching it kind of. I think it was like February when it started airing earlier this year. Um, but I got around to it now. And, yeah, the, the show is absolutely fantastic. The, the basic premise is it's centered around these people that work in this office or work for this kind of company, this big business. And they they agree to a severance program, which is a procedure which separates your non-work memories from your work memories. So when you go into the work building and start, you know, at 9 a.m. or whatever that day, you can't remember anything about the outside world. You only know your work self. And then the same way around, when you finish work at 5 p.m. and you exit the doors, you don't know anything that happened at the work that day. Um, so it's basically you know, like... Sounds like my life anyway, but... Yeah, like, like, yeah, there's so many things about it that, like, on just a million levels, like, and that's what I love about good sci-fi. It's an extremely basic premise, but then the mm-hmm. amount of things that you can draw from that, like you say, like, oh, you're like, oh, great, I'd love to, you know, not think of those eight hours at work. And then you're like, oh, and then there's people that, you know, they have such a terrible real life that they, they want to forget about that for eight hours at work per day and so many different interesting um you know different dynamics that are added throughout the show i think it's such a interestingly well directed show um it's definitely kind of get out is the thing i'd describe it as the most like if you're a fan of get out this is basically that as a tv show you know lots of like going into people's brains and fucking with them and and are you really in control of your own thoughts and your own destiny and all of that stuff i just find it so so interesting so yeah i i absolutely love this series the only caveat i would say is that season one was nine episodes um which felt a bit short and i feel like with a lot of kind of when you watch like a season of tv you almost feel that sense of it ending if that makes sense mm-hmm. of like when we you know when you watch a lot of tv you're like okay there's going to be certain storylines <laughs> that i know aren't going to be resolved now but then there's other ones that you're like this feels like uh this will get resolved in the season finale type storyline mm-hmm. whereas this fe- feels like it ends one episode too soon where it's <laughs> like they they've set up so much stuff that i'm like eager and anticipated and i'm in it and then it just ends and it and it and it is clearly purposeful because my god does this have an insane cliffhanger but it also is 
is like very irritating um as someone who typically likes to wait and leave tv until there's more of it to watch so like i i burned through these nine episodes in just over a week and now i'm like right now i've just got to bloody wait for season two um which which should be next year but like who knows but yeah that's my only caveat is the show's so good that i'd say just wait <laughs> until there's more of it um but it's absolutely awesome and, and yeah definitely one that genre fans uh, genre fans should check out because it's mostly sci-fi but there's a lot of weird you know horror stuff in there as well like it is like, like when you the more you really get into what this procedure actually is and why the people would do it it's really messed up and just really really intriguing super well acted and really good characters like i yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing more of this next year as far as like a debut kind of series goes it was it was fantastic like could not recommend it anymore um Nice. but yeah what should we should we talk about a little show we we we've briefly discussed last week um why not eh? yeah i mean i've still only watched one episode um so yeah but we are and i feel like we won't really need to talk spoilers about it anyway because i mean it's just lord of the rings isn't it but um yeah, yeah I, I, how much have you how much have you seen of it i've seen all three baby <laughs> so yeah you seem to be quite hot on it so what is how, how are you feeling after three episodes of uh I guess we should say as a, a kind of background first, like we both absolutely adore the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I think we we both probably think it's the best trilogy of all time. Um, so that's kind of the starting point. Um, I think mean, <laughs> yeah. the third good Terminator movie, then I disagree, but unfortunately they could not. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, and we even like The Hobbit a bit. Um, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's all right. Um, yeah, for, I mean... The sh- the show is long as fuck and yeah um, it really is and just unnecessarily long but it's something that I've always just respected about Lord of the Rings yeah that it just overstays its welcome beyond the fact that you know like when you have a friend round you're like oh they've overstayed their welcome and then it gets enjoyable again and you enjoy their company <laughs> again that's kind of what Lord of the Rings has always been and and the TV show has taken that mantle on. Because each episode is about 20 minutes longer than it needs to be. <laughs> but I'm just kind of digging it. I think, um, you know, I'm I'm enjoying kind of um, being in this world. I think it's kind of an interesting um, stage for, um, you know, them to pick up the, 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 the show. Where kind of like, you know, we don't want to be too adjacent or too close to kind of, um, mm. you know, the movies. and But likewise... You know, it's luckily the elves live for a long amount of time, so we can at least have like some characters that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it works well. I think kind of obviously I'm absolutely just loving seeing Moifred Clark just just kill it on screen. Like she's she's awesome, and I think kind of these little pockets of kind of the, the the characters. I'm just kind of like I'm, I'm enjoying most of it in, but in a very slow boring lord of the rings way <laughs> where i'm like oh okay you, you know like in a movie where a character's like oh i'm gonna go to the library and research some stuff now and then you don't need to see that and they come back with the knowledge and then just show you in like a quick like oh yeah i found this book with the answer so <laughs> oh no lord of the rings takes takes you to the library they walk around for 40 minutes they find what's needed and then it's explained in detail and I'm like, okay, you have to go you have to do the research yourself anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and you have to do the you have to take the horse journey back into back and from the library as well like it's just that is what it is but yeah i still am liking it i think um there's uh, a, a, 
kind of where it's gone in in particular with episode three and kind of i'm not going to go into spoilers but like when it where it's gone in terms of the, the story now it like clicked with me just before it happened i was like oh shit and like and and when that moment happened i was like oh this is this is cool like like i can now see what this season is building towards a bit more and that that kind of gets me gets me pumped um, but yeah, I, I did wish, I do wish it was a little bit faster paced if I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the first episode. Like it, it starts odd because the first sort of 15, 20 minutes whilst is good. Um, it's, it's almost like a nightmare in terms of actually setting up what the show's about because the, the show starts and it goes, right, we need to hook the Lord of the Rings film fans as quickly as humanly possible. So they're like, here's orcs, here's a cave troll, here's Sauron. And it's just like, it's so overwhelming and ridiculous. And I, I had no idea what's going on. You're just like jumping all over the place in different eras and time. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And and I'm like, oh, but it kind of vaguely looks Lord of the Ringsy, So that's cool. Um, and then the mood, then like it stops and it's like, right, now we've got that out of a system. Now the show can actually begin. And that's like the next 40 minutes. Yeah. You're like, no, and you're not going to see an orc for 17 no. hours. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, and, and again, I'm with you. Where I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I will be in the mood for that at a certain point. And as by the end of the episode, I was like, yep, this is going to be it. It's going to be slow, but we're going to get introduced to these characters. I love this world. It does feel like Middle Earth to me, which I think was the biggest question i had going into the show was whether or not it would still feel like it without the same characters without obviously you know peter jackson and all that stuff but to me it does feel like middle earth so i'm like okay they nailed like the biggest thing i was worried about Mm. um but i'm not sitting there being like every single week i need to sit down and spend an hour on this you know i've seen one and i don't know when i'm gonna see the rest because i feel like i'd be better to just wait until i've got at least five or six to kind of sit down and be like right I've got a free Sunday or whatever. I'm going to sit down and watch five hours Lord of the Rings and I'll probably have an amazing time doing that um, because you're not thinking about like, like when I watch episodes from show to uh, week to week, I feel like I need to get something from that investment. If that makes sense of like, what's going to be, you know, like when we watch Chucky, it makes sense to watch it week to week because we have that fun conversation about it each week. Whereas Mm. I I don't, I feel like Lord of the Rings is such like a, yeah, I almost want to sit down and be like, oh, they made five seasons, five seasons of that show. Fucking sick. And I'm going to sit down and watch it all now. Do you know what I mean? And I'll have an amazing time doing that. But the idea of, of being drip fed Lord of the Rings just doesn't sit well with me at all. So I, I really liked it, but I'm, I'm not remotely in, a, in like how many, do you know how many it is? Like how many episodes um, it is? Eight, I believe okay so it's not too many um, yeah so i yeah i'm probably i might just wait now until it's yeah, over I mean, it's a tough one because the episodes are so long i mm. kind of feel like i needed to watch them because if i don't watch them when they come out like storing that up it is like a day yeah um which which is you know pretty crazy um the other the other curveball that i would just throw out there is that like if you if you like because lord of the rings i think is like you know in the wheelhouse of like they came out when Harry Potter was around and everything else. I've always considered them like this kind of child fantasy kind of like it's a little, it goes there a little bit, but it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. And in this show, like episode one and two are both rated 12 episode three. I didn't realize was rated a 15. Is it? That's and, pretty mad. <laughs> and it has a, like the last 10 minutes has some pretty brutal stuff in it is as to why it's got a 15, That's cool. um, you know, very, very violent. Hmm. um 
Which I did not expect that at all. No, I was going to say that's just a curveball for, for mm. potentially parents out there because <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> that's I, I didn't even yeah, realize they had them like individually age rated as well, like yeah. per episode. No, nor did I. I. The first episode aired and it just said Lord of the Rings twelve. Um, but now when you go on Amazon, it's Lord of the Rings um, uh, fifteen, mm. and it's because of because of episode three being. Uh, literally again it's it's probably like one minute mm. of just over the top violence and if nice. it, honestly if it had pushed it a little bit further it could have easily got an 18 like yeah. it, it weren't million miles away if it had gone if it had gone longer i think so yeah that just is, a heads up there that, that is mad wild. though yeah that that's really unexpected i didn't think amazon of all people would kind oh. of release a lord of the rings thing that is 15 rated that that does surprise me and that does give me hope that they kind of don't care about that in terms of the fact that it was 12 12 then 15 where it is like oh yeah we don't care like we just let the people make what they wanted to make which is what we always want from creators so yeah it's cool like i'm yeah i'll definitely I'll, what i'll probably do is wait until we're a bit closer to the finale and then try and catch up sort of around the end of it um but yeah it's it's cool like um it is they they did the thing like it feels like lord of the rings on tv mm-hmm. um which I didn't think was like really possible, um, especially after all these years and with different characters. But yeah, I, I do like a lot of the new characters that are introduced and kind of seeing. I'm thinking back to it now of like specifics. I'm like, oh yeah, I like the elves and that sort of stuff. The is it the halffoots were the ones that yeah. in episode one weren't that weren't I weren't really vibing with them at all. Um, they were very much the ones that felt shoehorned in at the last minute of like, oh yeah, we need to give something a bit like hobbits. hobbits. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and like and I remember as well because i followed the behind the scenes as well maybe that kind of slights my view on it a bit but like i know what happened in the sense that they didn't have the rights to the word hobbit for the longest time and now they do so like when this was clearly made they couldn't have hobbits whereas now they've kind of backfooted themselves with like oh we've we've put this other species in that's very similar but now and i'm sure from season two they'll just straight up have hobbits in it <laughs> maybe, <laughs> which is funny I mean, you know obviously like in lord of the rings we've had like halflings and, and mm. other things it's like what what was Gollum? you know um, yeah it was eagle and it's like well I think these make sense as the episodes go on and like the way they live their lives and like you you've seen it in episode one when they're kind of like they're, yeah, they're like hiding close to people but they're hide yeah. and they kind of mm. like move around and everything and i think like that that is you know that that is quite interesting and, and like like i say it, it it starts to go places which is quite good obviously you've just had like the old man turn up at the end of the episode haven't you uh from like the meteor or whatever yeah 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 that was cool yeah so yeah lord of the rings hey it's fact Mm, yeah even now talking about it i'm like yeah i, I do kind of want to watch it now but yeah I, I also don't want to just watch an hour a week so it is it's difficult but either way I, I will watch it and have a good time with it but yeah that is that is some of the tv there's still plenty to watch like I say i haven't even started on like um it, it's not too bad at the minute because we've got american horror stories that's finished um the one thing i want to mention the, not in the UK, bro. yeah not in the yeah not in the uk um <laughs> but um one thing I did want to say is because we keep referencing it and then I'm like, wait, we're mid-September. So American Horror Story, the main version of the show, mm-hmm. I think it's season 11, um, confirmed a while ago, you know, for fall 2022, casting announcements and that. But that's it. There isn't a name. There isn't a theme and there isn't a release date, which seems bizarre considering we're 
in the middle of September and their spin-off show has just ended. Mm. Um, so I don't know what the hell's going on with it. Like, I just wanted to mention that. Like, who knows? Maybe it'll be nothing in like in a week. They'll be like, yeah, it's starting at the start of October or something. But like, I feel like it, normally it will have started by now. But the fact that we mm. don't even have a date, I'm like, is it getting pushed? And, and if that's the case, they're going to get into a weird situation like Creep Show, where I don't know how you do American Horror Story not around Halloween because it's it's well, always no, been there. It's, it's seminal that you have that Halloween episode. Yeah, and just the yeah. feeling of the show. If it's like, oh yeah, it's in February, I'm like, oh god, it'll just feel odd. So I am a bit worried about that. But um, yeah, I wanted to mention that. How I'm like, that's weird because let's like, say we know when Chucky's coming out, we know all these other big horror shows are coming back, um, and that's the one that is, and that is a big deal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shall see I on will, that one. I will say that I, I did start American Horror Stories. Oh, yeah. And it, it's still American Horror Stories. Oh, and... great. <laughs> well, if it is still there, I'm not watching it all, I'll tell you that much. Like, I'll, I will give it, I don't even know how many episodes I'll give it, because they are on the thinnest of ice after season one. Like, yeah. I shouldn't even give them a season two in terms of just the quality of that, but it's only because I like the brand so much that I'm willing to give them a second chance, because season one was so shite. I just don't know what their like obsession is like for you know like obviously we're in a world now with um, Walking Dead having a million spin-offs and Game mm. of Thrones having a million spin-offs and and all of these different things and like uh, you know you you got to find some way to connect it to the original because otherwise why is it a Game of Thrones spin-off why is it a Walking Dead spin-off why is it not just a zombie TV show mm. you know so like oh this character from you know Walking Dead is now in Walking Dead you know Fear Fear the Walking Dead or whatever. And like, but but American Horror Story is perfect because it's like, well, okay, cool. Like each ep- each season is its own thing. There's been obviously some that call back or whatever. Mm. But like season one of American Horror Story should have been the most standalone thing ever. Whereas like, okay, yeah. we've just got these little one-off ideas that are just one episode long. You know, maybe a two-episode arc. You know, we'll, we'll allow it. But but why have we got? You know, what was their obsession with like? bringing it back to the, to the actual core franchise. Yeah. And like, and, and they've continued that trend with season two. And I'm right. just like, what are you doing? Like, right. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask one question. Please, please you, God. Is you set in murder house? Is that your question? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. I was going to, I'm not watching another episode set in goddamn murder house because <laughs> season one of American Horror Story, I adore when they yeah. finally revisit it in apocalypse. It was perfect like genuinely perfect tv i was so happy with how they brought in those old characters and kind of justified them the fact that they like then milked the tea so dry in american horror stories to the point where i can't stand murder house now so yeah if they bring it back again i'm gonna be so goddamn upset um but yeah i I will start to watch it i think soon because i feel like that's gonna be an easy like one to bang out in terms of if i just don't like it i'll just take it off my to watch list and then i'll have less stuff to watch um but yeah, that that is a show, I guess, that keeps happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of stuff to come. Like we've got obviously a couple of big cinema releases um, in the next few weeks. Um, bit of that, don't worry, darling, in a couple of weeks, um, and smile as well. Yeah, I'm very. Excited for that one too. 
yeah i'm really excited for don't worry darling like i say it's one of those movies that i'm like i don't even care what the hell genre it is i just think the movie looks so interesting um yes. with a great cast on it yeah i can't wait to see it um but yeah there's some actually other interesting stuff on the back burner so yeah we don't know for sure what we're doing next week but it, there's some good stuff to choose from like we're in that good predicament now where it's not like oh god what old stuff can we find there's actually like decent stuff and it's just a case of picking what is hopefully the best of those choices um and then yeah october is going to be mad like if all the actual stuff that comes out is scheduled with the likes of you know terrifier 2 and vhs and halloween and chucky and all this oh it's going to be so good yeah Um, and then we might get up here in yeah i was gonna say yeah uh, if only we could get like the the two movies i desperately want to see barbarian and pearl uh, just don't exist in the uk unless you were at one screening for barbarian and good luck you know you just have to get a plane ticket to the states if you want to see pearl right now um but yeah f- fun times i'm sure we'll get to see the movies at some point we just never get to see them because uh fuck the uk apparently um but yeah that was episode 315 uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start now?